So I'm going to take a little side detour here, and, and we'll get a feel for what you think. Right off the bat, you know, I shared a moment ago that we're, we're going to do a joint service with Paul Gratz and on Thanksgiving Eve. And the idea that came to mind um, after the events of the past week was perhaps <coughs> we should do, plant Paul and I, or whomever, should plan on doing a joint service, joint town hall, joint something, discussing the law of attraction and how that has played out in our lives over the past few weeks. What do you think about that? that be beneficial to you because I know that what's happening right now is so many people are going but you know Reverend Tony I treated I visualized I held an energetic intent for my candidate to win and they didn't how can that be well it's rather simple the law, we'll talk about this, the law of attraction works with you and for you harmoniously. Spiritual presence, spiritual beings, without discernment. Without discernment. So when it's being drawn, when it's working with energy that's being presented, either by the individual or by the universe or by the population, it's not going, are you sure this is what you really want? It's just going, where's that strongest vibration? And one of the things that I, I've noticed from this past election season, and I think you will all agree, is that everyone was very clear about who they were voting against, with not much clarity of whom they were voting for and why. And so when you have that type of energy, the law of attraction is just going to say, oh, there's the focus. There's the focus. There's the vibration. There's the resonance. Does this mean that I think anyone in this room is responsible for not getting the candidate of their choice? Well, maybe a little, but not a lot. No, no, I don't. I really don't. What I, what I know has occurred is that energy came forward. And that energy that's come forward was about focus more on what the nation, even the world even, didn't want. That was the focus. Without clarity for what it did. And from my perspective, and yes, Reverend Tony is also Voter Tony. And Reverend Tony and Voter Tony had his moments on election night which I stayed up till quarter to two in the morning. But Reverend Tony had to take a step back and say, wow, what is trying to come forward here? What is being expressed here? And what was being expressed was truly a need to understand how the process works. Not just us individually, but collectively as a nation and as a planet. And so that's kind of where we are. And what, I'm, what my goal is with this idea of a, a town hall, a discussion on the law of attraction somewhere in the next 30 days, is going to be about 
okay, what do we do now? Because what we're, what we're seeing is that energy, if this is not what we want, it's still out there. And from the spiritual perspective, from the working with energy perspective, that's the focus. That's going to be the manifestation. So, we're putting that out there now because you are going to be at that leading edge of working with thought. You are going to be at that leading edge of working with energy. You are going to be at that leading edge of knowing how the law of attraction works, how it understands. And when folks come to you and say, you know, well, let me tell you what I don't like, it's going to be your role to say, you know, I got it. I, I saw your Facebook feed. I know what you don't like. Tell me what you do like. Tell me what you do like so that we know going forward, going forward, that's the energy we're creating. That's the energy we're promoting. That's the energy we're setting the intent to manifest. So that's going to be about as, all as political as I'm going to get right now However, I think I'm walking that fine line very close. But if you want to see me at lunch for lunch and meet with Motor Tony, I'll be more than happy to do that. But Reverend Tony is always going to walk that fine line. And is always going to say, you know, this has not been about political party. This has been about the use of the law of attraction, whether or not it was an correct use or incorrect use, it doesn't matter. The law still was utilized, the law still worked. And it worked in such a manner that it was not something that many people support. So there you go. You know, Robert Collier said, see things that you want is already, your, already yours. Know that they will come to you at need. At need. <clears throat> then let them come. Don't fret and worry about them. Don't think about your lack of them. Think of them as yours, belonging to you, as already in your possession. Catherine Ponder said, What you radiate outward in your thoughts, feelings, mental pictures, and words you attract in your life. And the Buddha said, What we are today comes from our thoughts of yesterday, and our present thoughts build our life of Tomorrow. Our life is the creation of our mind. And it was Jack Canfield who said, The law of attraction states that whatever you focus on, think about, read about, and talk about intensely, you're going to attract more of into your life. We find this line of instructional, instructional wisdom from the Holy Scriptures, as most of you know, it's one of my favorite, from Mark 11:24, And it was reported that Jesus said, what, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. From Science of Mind, Dr. Holmes wrote, thought can attract to us that which we first mentally embody, and that which has become a part of our mental makeup part of our inner, inner understanding. Life attracts life. We can't talk about the law of attraction today without fully yesterday's. 
and Esther said, the law of attraction. It's most understood when you see yourself as a magnet, getting more and more of the way you feel. She said, feel, not visualize, not affirm. You are extremely powerful spiritual being. You have an innate awareness of this truth, even though this awareness does not always equate to consistent practice and recognition. Your spiritual power is rooted in two very simple truths. The first truth is this. You are powerful beyond measure because you are an expression, a child, an extension of the omnipotent formative energy that's the first the second truth is this the formative energy of presence works, creates, manifests itself only by operating in harmony with universal spiritual truths and spiritual laws the law of cause and effect, the law of correspondence and of course the law of attraction you are so talented in your ability to create, it has become a second nature habit. You no longer think about it. You just create. It's much like driving a car. And of course, just like driving a car, if we are not mindful to follow, to work with the laws of the road while we're driving to the store or wherever, we subject ourselves to a less, less than positive circumstance. A ticket, a fender fender, perhaps a one-finger salute from a fellow motorist. Now, personally, when I receive those one-finger salutes, primarily on 285, I like to think they're, that's their way of saying they practice one mind. It alleviates the tension a little bit for me. You are spiritually powerful because it is bred into you at the energetic level of your existence. And the potential and power of the spiritual laws which govern our universe are designed to work harmoniously within you. I want you to think about something when you're when you're looking at a computer and you're typing in whatever you're typing in in Word or, or you're surfing the net and the images come up. What we're so used to seeing is the image, the the whatever image we're looking at on Facebook or on Google, or if we're typing something in and we're typing in Word. <clears throat> we don't think about what's behind that. But behind that is computer code. And that computer code is nothing but ones and zeros, ones and zeros, ones and zeros. And there's something that this now is going beyond my ability to write computer code, but there's something that the computer reads in that. And it's saying this number of ones and this number of O's and this certain order is to create this certain pixel. And when we get enough of these pixels, we can create it. That's how the law of attraction works. That's how the law of attraction works. When you get enough ones and zeros into your mental makeup, when you focus enough with clarity and with ease and with power and conviction, with feeling in the work that you're doing, that is your ones and zeros of working with the universe. And something within, whether it's that law of attraction, the law of correspondence, whatever it may be, the way the universe operates, just like how that computer operates, 
is making it all work and reflect out into our existence. We don't need to know the how. We just need to know that's how it happens. But if one of those ones or zeros are out of sync, we're not going to get the image that we're shooting. Now, there's a catch, don't you know? And the catch is this. Now, we kind of covered it earlier as we quoted Canfield and Buddha and Jesus and Holmes, Hicks and the others. The law of attraction is always working to support your every creation. It does so without prejudice, precedent, or discernment. Without prejudice, precedent, or discernment. The law of attraction works equally for all and through all, regardless of past experience, and most importantly, the law of attraction does not. Does not, does not, does not. Second guess the intent of your current thought, embodied feeling, or mental image. The law of attraction yields to the strongest vibration, the most body feel. When you go to a restaurant and order a meal, and you think, wow, I really want a burger today. Right? The server is not going to stop and, and say, are you sure you want that? Are you sure that's what you want? Maybe you want a salad today. No, they're going to take your order, give it to the chef, and then deliver the meal. The law of attraction is the server for your life. The, cleaner, the clearer you can be within your consciousness for that which you desire to create, the more fully your manifestation will be served to you. Hot and fresh manifestation. Everybody's now thinking about Christmas Christmas. You can go after service. You are spiritually powerful because it is bred into you at the energetic level of your existence. And the law of attraction is designed to harmoniously work in support of you. All you have to do to manifest these desires, to manifest your intent, is to focus your consciousness at the spiritual, mental, and physical level on that which you desire so that you will always be creating in harmony with the law of attraction, which is the title of this morning's lesson, Creating in Harmony law of attraction. i got to tell you a little story. We're not going to do an election story. But it's about this young guy. He's fresh out of college. He's got his first real corporate job, and he's very excited. And so he wants to make a huge impression on his bosses. So what's he doing? He does what all these guys do. They come in early, and they work late, right, trying to make themselves known. And so one day he's working late, at the office, and it's about 8 o'clock in the evening, and he steps outside of his cubicle, and he looks up, and there he sees the head honcho of the whole company, the big boss, you, you know, the one, the big chief, and she's standing by a paper shredder, she's standing right by the paper shredder in the hallway, and she's got a piece of paper in her hand, and he's thinking that now... This is his opportunity to make that huge impression on the really big boss. So our young executive walks over, and he says, Good evening, ma'am. May I, may I help you with something? 
And the big boss says, well, you know, I really don't know how to work this thing. And my assistant has already gone home for the evening, and I don't know what to do. And the, the young executive says, yes, ma'am, I can do this for you. And he turns to the machine, takes the paper out of her, out of her hand, and feeds it into the machine. And the big boss says, that's terrific. Well done. And she says, now I only need one copy. <laughs> what was his desire? Make that huge impression. Did he do that? Absolutely. Why? Because the law of attraction supports, without prejudice, precedent, or discernment. Without repeated focused clarity of mental imaging combined with repeated focused being, the law of attraction will work with the highest resonance being offered in the mind. This is why clarity is key. Love and Law, Holmes wrote this. He said, I think sometimes we do not realize or recognize quite clearly enough all that the law, all, that all law is cause and effect. Nothing can happen outside unless there is something corresponding to it on the inside of life. Everything that comes to us comes through a law of attraction. That inside of life, Holmes is referring to, is our consciousness. The thoughts and ideas we have within our minds attracts the energy of creative spirit. And energy acts as the foundation, the building blocks for all of existence. So we want to begin looking at, well, how do I go about creating in harmony with the law of attraction. Well, the very first step is, of course, where is you, how are you feeling in this moment? You want to do an assessment. How am I feeling? Am I feeling really good? And if not, why not? What What is a good feeling that's going to... I don't know what's up with the chair today. What is a good feeling that's going to match my good mental image? So let me draw up that feeling first. And then that feel-good feeling, whether you have to reach back from childhood or not, or just yesterday, you want to rehearse that mental image combined with that feeling over and over and over again. That's called rehearsing the good. That's called visualizing the good. That's called putting that vision, that rehearsal, into the womb of creation nurture into that manifestation. And then as you move forward throughout your day, you're going to want to speak out loud. I affirm the power of my word here and now. I, I know that I work effortlessly and harmoniously with and as the law of attraction. The universe supports my every open word, my every vibration. So I know, I know like I know like I know, I am offering to create a spirit that it needs to fulfill this vision. Follow that? Rehearse it. Visualize it. Speak it out loud. Recall that feeling. And what happens in that process is a form of synchronicity, if you will. All of a sudden, people start appearing in your experience that are in supportive of that intention that you have. Situations begin to shift. 
begin to shift. And you'll find that it's kind of like the universe is creating this jigsaw puzzle for you, moving pieces around so that it can create that image, that intent that you've spoken. Wayne Dyer said, everything you need, you already have. You are complete, you are complete right now. You are whole, you are a whole total person, not an apprentice person on the way to someplace else. Your completeness must be understood by you and experiencing your thoughts as your own personal reality. This is important for us because we want to approach our spiritual work from the awareness that you are, I am, this reflection of presence, that my word has power because it's inbred in me. It's already been bred into me. There's nothing more I need to do. There's nothing else I need to learn. There's nothing more I need to express other than this vibration, this knowing that I am perfect source and perfect force. I'm complete right now, and the universe will always support me. Then we bring up that image. Then we bring up that feeling. And we begin working with that. And if we approach our work with the law of attraction and say, you know, I like everything Reverend Tony had to say, but I don't know if he's speaking to me because I just don't know if I'm powerfully not. It's just little old me. Well, guess what happens? That's a vibration that the law of attraction picks up on. And it's working without discernment. It's not going to stop and say, are you sure you're not powerful enough to make this work? It's simply going to work with that so when we understand that, then we can begin to really move into an awareness. If there's something in my experience I don't like right now, I can change it. There's something in my experience right now that I am not happy with, I can transform it. And I can do so because nothing is, in, is permanent in this experience other than that we choose. Other than that we choose. We want to move into this awareness that when we want really big results as a result of working with the law of attraction, we're going to want to do some really big work. And that really big work is going to mean working with this process, not just every day, but every moment throughout the day, keeping clear with ourselves through the monkey mind chatter again and begin to say, whatever. ourselves in check, keeping the monkey mind in check, and saying, well, wait a second, we've already clarified, I'm approaching my spiritual work from a point of power, from a point of clarity. Consider, you know, have you ever had that, do you have a favorite song that you like to get ready for or get dressed for that really gets your blood going and gets you moving, maybe makes you feel like dancing starts your day off right? You know what I'm talking about? It, it could be anything, village people. Bob Dylan, Jennifer Ferry, Robert Lopez, anything. Something that gets your, your mind, your body, your energy flowing. That's the thing that gets you excited. But when you're doing your visual work, you're doing the recalling this feeling, it should feel like your favorite song. It should feel like you're excited 
and that and it should get you in a good mood. So that your that is your expectation throughout the day. Ryan Chase, he said, whatever we expect with confidence become our, becomes our own self-fulfilling prophecy. So are we expecting this visualization, this mental image to come into play from a point of excitement, from a resonance of excitement? And don't let your external circumstances dictate your manifestations. It's a great story. I love this story. I know one or two of you have heard it before. You're going to hear it again. And it's about a lady. She's in San Francisco, and she's driving towards a toll booth. And as you know, going through a toll booth, you don't have this strong connection with the toll booth operators, right? It's just a very drive-by interaction, if you will. It's one of life's non-frequent non-encounters. You hand over the money, you might get changed, you might not, but you drive off. And so this lady's approaching the toll booth and she hears this loud music and it's it just sounds like a party. And she looks around and there's no cars with their windows open, no sound trucks anywhere, there were no cars, there, there was just this man standing inside the toll booth dancing. Toll booth worker dancing. She pulls up and she says, what are you doing? And he said, I'm having a party. And she pointed at the other toll booth and asked, well, what about those guys? What about your co-workers? And the toll booth worker asked her, said, what do those look like to you? And she said, well, they look like toll booths. And he said, no. Those are vertical pockets. At 8.30 every morning, live people get in. They die for eight hours. And at 4.30, like Lazarus, ri Lazarus rising from the dead, they emerge and go home. For eight hours, their brain is on hold. They're dead on the job. They're going through the motions. And the lady was amazed because this fella, this toll booth operator, had developed a philosophy, a mythology about his job. Sixteen people dead on the job. And the seventeen, in precisely the same situation, figures out a way to live and to enjoy the dance. So she couldn't help but ask the next question. Why is it different for you? Why is it different for you? Why are you having such a good time? And he looks at her and says, I knew you were going to ask that. And he said, I don't understand why anybody would think my job is boring. I have a corner office, glass on all sides, I see the Golden Gate, Berkeley Hills, half of the Western world vacations here, and I just stroll in, in every day and practice my dancing. Now I can honestly say that I would more than likely be at my wits end being a toll booth operator. I wouldn't like that. On the other hand, I think it'd be pretty cool to get paid to dance eight hours a day. I don't know about you. You see, coffins come in many shapes and sizes. They come in vertical, horizontal, horizontal, even cubical, where the individual who's not set their energetic intent to work joyfully and happily with and as the law of attraction at every level of their existence. Our affirmation card this week is 
from Muhammad Ali, who said, impossible is just a big word thrown around by small men who find it easier to live in the world they've been given than to explore the power they have to change it. Impossible is not a fact. It's an opinion. Impossible is not a declaration. It's a dare. Impossible is potential. Impossible is temporary. Impossible is nothing. This quote is so powerful for us to embody because we all know someone who will hear the spiritual necessity of their of setting their energetic intention to work joyfully and happily with and as the law of attraction only to counter you and say, well, you know, that sounds great, but with my job, health, our relationship, my situation, it's impossible. Well, you know, with my past, it's impossible. With my whatever, it's impossible. What's the old saying? If you argue for your limitations, they're yours. And so should we even remotely hear the words impossible? Externally or internally? Let us keep the words of Muhammad Ali close at hand. And reread the words on that card to remind us. And then let us recall the ancient wisdom. But things so ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Nothing is impossible as you establish your intent to work in harmony with the law of attraction. He here is to work in harmony with this principle at the level of your soul, your thought, and your action, and, and to keep on dancing to your own damn tune. It's a great story on CNN years ago, a long, long time ago, and it's about a young lady. She had dropped out of high school at age 13. She became a heroin addict and an alcoholic. And from there, she was on and off the street all the way up to her late 20s. And one day, while living in a motel with her second husband, she was in the shower with a bottle of whiskey in her hand, and she knew she could not continue living on, living the way that she was. And she fell to the floor in that, in that moment, in the shower, and simply shouted out, I cannot live like this anymore. She got herself in rehab. She cleaned up her ass. Got her GED. She by going and then went to community college, and she maintained a high grade point average. She applied to Yale. And she got in. She graduated from Yale and got her degree. Her life became wide open in what it could become, simply because in one clarifying moment, she created beyond her circumstances. In one clarifying moment. She embodied a possibility that was greater than her reality. In one clarifying moment, she allowed the truth of her being, that inner energetic truth of her being, to come forward and evolve as something else. And that became great enough 
healing, an energetic potential that became greater than her current circumstance and her past. Then she took supportive action. The law of attraction, it did the rest. See, that day in the shower, she did not say, my past is going to keep me from my potential. She did not say, my addictions will keep me from the possibility of this moment. She simply said, I cannot live like this anymore. And in that all the ones and all the others have been All the ones and all the others not rearranged. Something within her, we don't know what it is, started evolving that higher vision, started breaking forward that stronger feeling of her life for her to embrace, to embrace, to create. And it was in that moment she aligned herself with creative intelligence and began working in harmony with the law of attraction. Is this always going to be easy? Probably not. There's going to be a few roads to climb. There's going to be a few curves to go around. There's going to be a need to build a bridge from time to time. But we want to let ourselves know and become fully centered in the idea that persistence, persistence, the drive to never give up, that's simply an affirmation of our creative ability. The universe won't give up unless we do. So persistence, perseverance, it's a spiritual force that propels us to a new plateau of experience. And it is in that propelling ourselves forward into this new plateau, we simply do not we do not look back. And when the past comes up from the external world, we simply turn it off. Turn it off. Change the broadcast. Because it is in that moment that you are living your vibration. It is in that moment you are saying, I am only going to work in harmony with the law of attraction. If I'm working in harmony, of attraction, I'm me offering only my highest ideas, only my greatest ideas, only that perfect knowing that all is well in this moment. So I want to start winding this down. And I want to wind this down with a quote from one of the greatest metaphysicians we've ever known, Lily Tommy, said the trouble with being in the rat race is that even if you win you're still a rat and I love this quote for our service today because you know we want to begin looking at do I want to create in accordance with the rat race in accordance with race consciousness in accordance with what everyone else thinks is a good idea or do I want to begin and say well wait a second I need at this moment to bring forward an idea that is wholly unique and perfect for me. Wholly unique and perfect for me. An idea that's perfect for me, that lovingly does not impact anyone else. And if I can do that, if I can separate myself from this race consciousness, rat pack consciousness reality, then I can begin evolving presence, begin evolving consciousness in such a manner that the law of attraction has no choice but to resonate with this higher vibration, this higher awareness of my being. 
the, the thing is, you're never, you're never just a rat. Got that? You're an expression of the most powerful force. You're an expression of presence of, of divine mind. It is in that truth that you can create, starting with that awareness, and begin working in harmony with the law of attraction. And so we're going to want to begin filtering out some of these ideas of, of what I don't want anymore. We got it. We got it. So is our lesson.